Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast where we're talking about how to use dopamine to make healthier food choices. I think understanding this is really helpful in taking control of your eating. So what drives our behavior is dopamine. And basically we will anticipate something. And ironically, we have more wiring in our brain for the anticipation of pleasure than the actual pleasure itself. And this is because it, pr it promotes seeking behavior, right? It's harder to get the food than it is to eat the food. And so dopamine's that chemical that when we think about eating that Ben and Jerry's ice cream, we start to feel real excited about it. That's the dopamine doing that. So the way we wanna regulate dopamine in order to make healthier choices is kind of to understand how it works. So if you know, let's just use lunch for example. If you typically, right for the last you know five years, you'll typically eat a burger and fries for lunch, that starts to become the expectation. And as long as you eat that burger and fries, your dopamine levels kind of stay the same. But if all of a sudden you say, you know what, I'm gonna go on a diet tomorrow, and you're still in your mind thinking about a, a cheeseburger and fries, but you're saying, I'm not gonna order that tomorrow, what happens is you walk in there and you say, okay, I'm gonna get the salad. And as soon as you compare those two, the dopamine drops. As soon as you say, I'm gonna get the salad, the dopamine drops and you feel like, oh, I don't wanna get that. It feels deprivation, feels like that sucks. I don't wanna do that. And so it's harder to get yourself to do that. And so consequently, if you've eaten a salad, you know what I mean, for a lot of times and you walk in there and you order the cheeseburger at a special, um, and all of a sudden you can get a cheeseburger, the dopamine usually shoots up and that gets exciting. The point I'm trying to make is that when you want to influence your eating, it's very important to recognize what you're expecting because that is having a huge impact on your dopamine. And so what a lot of people are doing is they are used to, you know, again, we could do this at night. At night, you sit down on the sofa and eat ice cream. And now all of a sudden you say, I'm not going to do that. Well, the dopamine drops because you're used to doing that. You're expecting that. And that new um, of not getting it drops the dopamine. You feel, it, it feels bad. When you, when you restrict the dopamine, it feels like deprivation. It feels discouraging. Okay, that's that feeling. And so what we want to do strategically to handle this is you want to start anticipating to eat the thing that you want to eat. So get a program yourself, then we have the rehearsal technique where we're using a self-hypnotic programming technique to imagine ourselves eating the salad, okay? So that when we're walking to lunch, we're already anticipating that we're gonna get the salad because then when we order the salad and that's what we expected, again, it's not a spike of dopamine, but it's not a drop of dopamine either. And so it's easier to get ourselves to do that. So, so much of what you're going to eat and if you're gonna be able to actually do it, comes down to what you're expecting before you even get into the situation. And to understand that, you wanna realize that human brains, we kind of pre-program ourselves, right? We kind of run on autopilot. So for example, if you think about tomorrow, if it's a typical tomorrow day for you, um, you'll realize that you're gonna have the same routine. You have a pretty good idea how the day's gonna go. And if you're really honest with yourself, you have a pretty good idea what you're gonna eat throughout the day. And so it is that pre-programming that has a huge impact on what you eat because it's influencing the dopamine, all right? So um, I'll give you one more example of this. I went in um, the other night, I walked into my house for dinner expecting to have a bean soup, which I enjoy, it's fine, um, but that's what I was expecting. And what I walked into was this pasta dish that my wife had made that was a lot tastier. And so my dopamine level shot, shot up and I ended up overeating it. I wasn't prepared for, I wasn't expecting it. And I kind of got caught up in that and I overate it. But understanding this process is so important because what you are doing is literally working against yourself because you're not expecting to eat something healthy with a diet mindset. You're really fixated on all the foods you can't eat. And what that's doing is, is causing you to have these drops of dopamine that make you feel discouraged and deprived. And so it's important to start to program yourself to get yourself used to having healthier choices. So that becomes the norm. Um, because again, you're not getting the spikes. So, so you are giving up on the spikes of it, but you are keeping it stable and you're not having those dips. And that's gonna make it a lot easier for you to make healthier choices, okay? So what you wanna do is you wanna start pre-programming. You wanna start planning for yourself um, again, you could start with your most challenging meals. Maybe it's after dinner, the snacking, um, maybe it's lunch, dinner, whatever meal it is, pick one to start with and start coming up with healthy alternatives and start imagining yourself and start actively eating those healthier alternatives in that situation and conditioning your mind to this is the new normal. And again, it feels a little bit weird at first because again, there is that drop of dopamine no matter how much programming you do. Um, but as you understand this process, you can realize it's not gonna last for long because once you habituate and normalize to the new healthier options, that just becomes the norm. And then you, you get out of that, you know, spikes, crashes of dopamine. 
and that makes everything else a lot easier. So again, I could talk about dopamine for a lot longer, but I don't want to, I don't go too far with it, but this is just a basic idea. Start to pre-plan what you're going to do. Don't go into a situation. Restaurants are a big one for this, right? Don't just walk into a restaurant just like, oh, I hope I order the right thing. Because what that means is that subconsciously you're remembering the things you've gotten before that you may have overeaten on the desserts, the appetizers, all the rest of it. So you want to walk into that restaurant with a clear idea of what you're going to eat, right? And so that sets you up for success. Don't let yourself just walk into scenarios that you've typically gone into an overeaten and just hope that you just make the right choice. Pre-plan that choice so that you set yourself up for success specifically because again, it does impact your dopamine levels and that's going to impact your behavior. So test this out and see if it helps you out, okay? Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I'll do my, my best to answer them. Love your videos and your advice. 100% correct, especially how fat loss and mental picture oneself. Yeah, I appreciate that. Sorry. Um, it's true, right? I like to think, you know, I really do. I do uh, occupy a, an unusual place when it comes to weight loss because no one ever talks about really the mindset piece in a practical sense. And I really... I think what makes my career unique, I've been doing this for over 20 years, done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions, is I really help people do the things they want to do, right? Because if you look at diets, I think you could summarize them all up, regardless keto, Mediterranean, literally any of them, workouts, they're all the same in the sense that it's someone telling you what to do. And then it's up to you to force yourself to do it. You got one tool to do it, you got willpower. And your brain's not set up to use willpower to control your behaviors. We're all, our brains are set up to run on autopilot. Our subconscious mind's 90% of our brain anatomically. The prefrontal cortex where your willpower is, is about 10%. So you're not set up to consciously make decisions about every single thing. You're, you're made to be on somewhat autopilot and your eating is, is part of that. So um, it's understanding how to influence your subconscious mind that really is usually the big shift for people when it comes to influencing their weight. Because all of a sudden now, let me simplify it. It's not that you don't know what to do. It's that you have trouble getting yourself to do it consistently. And so that's where you should put your focus. And that's really the mindset piece of it. That it, It's in short supply out there. I mean, who, who are you going to study mindset stuff? I ask this every day. I never get a good answer. I mean, sometimes people tell me Noom. <laughs> Noom is like a bunch of little factoids. You know, it's, it's, I don't see it as a complete system of, you know, how to truly change how you think, feel, and behave. To me, it's, it's lacking in a lot of ways, but that's about it. That's the only thing I ever see. So if any of you know some mindset program out there, please let me know. I'll check it out and learn from it. But um, it's just lacking. You know, no one's helping you actually get yourself to be able to influence your thinking, influence how you're feeling and influence your behaviors ultimately. How do you do that? What's the nuts and bolts of making that happen? And no one talks about that. And that's the core struggle you have, you know? So um, I appreciate you, you, you saying that. Um, Skidaddy, Skidaddy. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. I've heard the brain doesn't know the difference between imagining something and doing it. Come on, you heard that from me? I always say that every day. That's funny. It, 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 it's not that it doesn't know, right? Like, so I always say, like your subconscious mind. Two big things: your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives. So if I tell you not to think about something, if I tell you don't think about a banana, you're thinking about a banana, right? And the second thing is that your subconscious mind doesn't tell the difference between vivid imagination and reality. Now, again, your brain knows what's real and what's not, okay? But what, what we mean is that when you imagine something vividly, you get a literal physiological effects. You're, you gotta understand, your brain is, is in a dark room inside your skull, right? And it's relying on these senses coming in from the outside world, and it's trying to make sense of it. And so if you imagine things vividly, you will literally respond to it. Well, how do we know this? Why do you think you like movies and TV shows, right? That is literal hypnosis. Hypnosis is not being in like some deep trance. It's using your imagination to influence your subconscious mind. And so when you're watching a movie or a TV show, think about what's going on. You're watching this show and you're imagining you're in that scenario. And it's fascinating, right? Because you can be watching sports, you're sitting there on the sofa and you're literally releasing adrenaline. You're, you're just sitting your ass on the sofa and you're watching this. You're like, oh, you know what I mean? You're, it's like you're playing the sport. If you're watching a horror movie, you're nervous, right? even though you're in a safe environment. If you're watching a comedy, you're laughing. If you're watching a drama, you're crying. And so that's what we're talking about. And, you know, your subconscious mind is really what's running everything. You have a conscious and a subconscious mind. The subconscious part of your mind is, runs all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And so 
the conscious mind is logical and rational. So you can make logical arguments to it. It's the part of your mind that wants you to lose weight, knows why you should lose weight, knows what you should do to lose weight, tries to get you to do it. That's where your willpower is. Your subconscious mind is not logical in that way. It's just associative. It's very Pavlovian. It just links things together. And so, you know, why do I keep eating this shitty food? Because deep down, eating that food makes you feel better. Just, just the most simple way to think about it. And so if you want to lose weight and you want to create real change in your, your life, you've got to influence your subconscious mind. And to give you an example of what that feels like, you, you brushing your teeth, your toothbrushing habit is a subconscious process, right? Yeah, I mean, you're aware of it somewhat consciously, but it's primarily just this automated routine you've installed into your subconscious mind. And now you just do it automatically. Okay. So that's an example of that. But so is your eating, <laughs> how fast you eat, the food you eat, when you eat, where you eat, how much of it you eat. All of that stuff is run subconsciously and it's pretty much running on autopilot, which is think about your weight loss attempts. It's you trying to consciously fight against that subconscious programming. And it doesn't work well. Your brain's not designed for that. And so you can do it for a little while and then you get distracted, bored, sick, whatever, and you just go back to doing what you always did. So with Program Yourself, then the focus is using our conscious mind to reprogram our subconscious mind to do the things that keep us at our goal weight for the rest of our lives on your autopilot. That's the goal. So it's completely different than a diet. But so, so, yeah, so, but, but so in terms of imagining things, yes, your subconscious mind responds to it. So again, instead of like, like with the dieting, right? When you diet, it's always like, I don't want to eat that. I can't eat that. I can't do that. I can't do that. Right. With program yourself, then it's really built around who do you want to be? And you've seen, if you've ever watched any of my TikToks, there's always, I always make um, ones where you wake up tomorrow morning and you imagine yourself as the person you want to be. Why? Because your mind can't tell the difference between vivid imagination and reality. And so as you step into that imagination and really connect to who you want to be, and you step into that and how that feels, how you think, how you behave, it feels really good. And so that becomes the programming. You start to program yourself to be a thin person. See, the mistake a lot of people make with their weight loss is you think just one Monday you're just going to start being a thin person. It's weird. It makes no sense. Um, it's like saying, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to learn to play the piano tomorrow. I'm just going to do it tomorrow. Well, you'll start practicing tomorrow, but you ain't playing the piano tomorrow, no matter how hard you try, you know, and that's how it is with weight loss. You can start down the path, but you're not going to become a thin person. You're not just, oh, I know what to do. I just got to get myself to do it. That's bullshit. You don't know how to get yourself to do these things consistently. It takes practice, you know? So it's a completely different approach, but yeah, we use the imagination because, um, that's a powerful way to program your subconscious mind. Um, when I feel like I've lost weight, I literally do end up losing weight. Yeah, of course, of course, because it feels good. That's the thing. You know, another big problem is most people, when they want to lose weight, they're really, their main motivation is pain, right? So they have this spontaneous pain-based event. They step on the scale, see the picture of themselves. The clothes don't fit. They got to go to the doctor. They catch their reflection. Someone says some shitty thing to them, and they get so upset. They say, that's, I got to lose the weight. And now they're in this very emotional state based on pain, and they do some extreme thing. And one of two things happens. You either start getting results and the pain goes down and the motivation disappears, or you get tired of feeling pain and you just quit. Okay. So a program yourself is so different because it all starts with imagining every day. There's a couple components to the program, but the core of it is the program yourself thin technique. And that means every day it's a self hypnosis technique you use at night. It's about a minute or two. And what you do is you clarify and connect to the ideal version of you. And the more you do that, it starts to magnetize that goal. Um, think about it. Like every ad you see on TV, that's what they're doing. They're trying to boost your desire for that product, for that thing. And so it's a, it's a simple process, but you never do it for positive things in your life. You're never consistently clarifying, connecting to the ideal version of you. And the more you do it, the more inspiring, exciting, and motivating it becomes so that you want to eat healthier. You want to do healthy things. You want to make better decisions because you're, you're in that mind space, you know, and it's powerful. If you've ever seen any of my videos where I connect you to your goal body, it feels really good. So again, weight loss, you're not going to believe this. Weight loss can be pleasurable. It can be fun. It can be enjoyable. It can be easy, <laughs> you know, you don't think that's possible. And so it's not, you know what I mean? In your, in your worldview, cause you have that diet mindset, but it can absolutely be enjoyable. I love maintaining my weight. I love eat, thinking the way I do, living the way I do, eating the way I do. I love it now. And I expect to love it for the next hundred years. I, I love it. Okay. And so that, that's the goal. And that's what you can do as well. You know, it's just a different path. That's all. 
or when I imagine myself being skinny, I end up feeling thinner and losing weight. Yeah, of course, of course. You know, listen, here's here's just another way to put it, but it sounded like the matrix, but it's like your your weight is a physical projection of your mental self. So you weigh what you want to weigh. You know, you may not like your weight, but you have to agree that you're familiar with it. You've been overweight for a while. You you are comfortable in the, in the world as an overweight person, like, like you're familiar with it, you know how to kind of do it. Understand your brain's a prediction machine. That's the main job it has. And so your subconscious mind wants to maintain the status quo because it makes predicting easier. And so as soon as you start changing your weight, you know, people just think like you're just going to change your weight and be the same person. You're really not. If you're really going to transform into a thin person, you're transforming yourself, which is why I always say you take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. You really ought to make this a process of becoming the best version of you, and your weight is just one aspect of that. When you set it up that way, it changes everything. You tap into a lot more motivation, and it really does set you up for success. But yeah, sorry, that, that, that's, that's great, and that's very common. When The more you think of yourself as a thin person, the more you become one. Um, how can we start and focus on our goals? Yeah, great question. Um, I mean, you start just by setting a goal. What, what's a goal you would like? You know, um, I wouldn't want to set a million goals, but I would want to set a goal. Now, I will tell you something kind of unique about goals that, that a lot of people don't tell you. I think it's good to have an external goal. So you say, I want to weigh X amount of pounds. I want to be a size X. Fine. Okay. Um, but I think more importantly, where, where really the big difference for me anyways, when we just set external goals, it can feel like, oh, that feels so far away. And it's a little bit discouraging. So I, I like to set external goals. I like them. But then I like to bring them back and say, if I was at that weight, how would I feel? And I really aim at the feelings. And so if I was at that weight, how would I feel? I'd feel successful. I'd feel you know healthy. I'd feel relaxed. I'd feel calm. I'd feel free. Whatever the words are for you. And then once we get into the feelings, I would say, okay, now we got something. So the weight is in the future at some point, but those feelings, I can start to have those feelings right now. I can start to feel successful right this second. How? By doing something that makes me feel successful, <laughs> going to eat an apple, saying no to the cookie, going for a walk, drinking my water, whatever it may be. It doesn't have to be something huge. And so if you start aiming at the emotions, that is a complete game changer because you can feel those emotions instantly. You can feel them right now. The weight just takes longer. This is the same thing with money, you know? So, so again, it's good to have extrinsic external goals, um, but then bring them back into the feelings because you can have the feelings right now. And then you can use those feelings to achieve the goal. Does that make sense? I think people make a big mistake by saying, you know, well, once I lose the weight, then I'll feel confident. Fuck that. I want to feel confident now. If you can feel confident now, it's going to make the whole weight loss process way easier. So um, that, that would be my suggestion. Hey, Michikam. Yep, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's a good day. Friday. My son just graduated fifth grade. I have a big graduation ceremony for him. That's fun. Um, is this a recording though? It's live. So any questions you have, ask him. I'll, I'll answer them. Um, I seem to have a disconnect between how I want to eat and how I need to eat to live a healthy life. Oh yeah, sure, sure. I mean, that's the, that's, that's the game, you know? Um, it, it, but that, see, this is the thing, right? It, it all starts, the foundation of, of my approach to, to weight mastery is that you have to understand that, that information doesn't equal behavior, okay? So, so you can learn all the shit in the world, and it doesn't mean you're going to be able to just do it, right? Because I always use this as an example. Like you know how to write with your hand, right? You can write a sentence, a paragraph, a whole page. So you know, you know everything there is about writing, but it doesn't mean you can do it with the other hand, right? So there's a difference between information and, and behavior. And so when it comes to weight loss, a lot of people make the mistake of thinking because they know what they're supposed to do, Right, because and whatever you you got your philosophy. I should be keto, or I should do intermittent fasting, or I should do meditation. Whatever your philosophy is, you think because you know that you should be doing it, and if you don't do it, there's something wrong with you. And I suggest that that's bullshit. That you have a sense of what to do, just like like again, we'll play the piano. Okay, well I know you hit the keys, you hit them a certain order at the right time. Okay, I got the basics down, <laughs> but those basics, you know. It, the difference between knowing those basics and being able to actually do it are two totally different things and they require different processes to achieve them. I could read a book on the piano. It's not going to help me play it, right? And that's what you're doing with your weight loss. You're always in the mindset of just learning more shit and then thinking that some Monday is going to come and you're just going to do it. And it doesn't make any sense. That's like me reading a whole book on the piano and then sitting at the piano and getting pissed off because I can't play the piano that first day. You know what I mean? That's what you're doing with your weight loss. And this is why you're so lost with it and so stuck. Because you keep thinking you're just an information away. You think you're one, because you're always asking the question, what's wrong with me? Why do I, I can't stick to it? Why can't I? And you think you're one cognitive breakthrough away from changing everything. You're not. 
You know what I mean? Like, like that's like saying you're one cognitive break for away from being able to play the piano perfectly. Like, you know what I mean? That doesn't make any sense. And so what it takes to really change your weight is it's a process of practicing. It's a process of practicing and reinforcing and developing and cultivating. It's a path you walk of mastery. And when you get on that path, it may be a little slower than these crash diets, but it's built for the long term. You're building up a foundation and you keep building up on top of a foundation. Again, I, I keep going back to the piano because it's like with the piano, you don't just learn how to play the piano. You learn some skills and then you learn these skills and then you learn these skills and they keep stacking up on, on top of each other. And, and then you all of a sudden you, you have the ability to play. There's the same thing with weight loss. There's all these different aspects. I think there's three pillars of weight mastery, mindset, I make a pyramid shape, mindset on the bottom, lifestyle, and then eating and having those strategies that you can rely upon that are customized to you. So I'm programming yourself then there's a workbook. These blueprints are fill in the blank workbooks and blueprints that you fill out, customized to your preferences, your lifestyle, your genetics. And you customize these plans to you, which makes them more effective and it makes it easier to maintain them, keep them up. You ain't doing any of that with your diets, right? All the diets are one tactic. And and your weight loss is way bigger than one tactic. You know? It's like so I don't know. I hope that makes sense. Um, I've been struggling with weight for years and now I may have adopted a mentality that weight loss is difficult. Why start now if it'll be the same as before and we'll not see results? Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the core challenges. So, so most of my clients are usually in their 50s, 60s. They're usually successful um, women, you know, career-wise, you know, they're, they're successful there. They struggle with their weight and they say, geez, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't understand it. You know what I mean? Like I got this focus, this motivation, this willpower over here, and then I don't have it over here. Um, and one of the worst things that can happen along your weight loss journey is not like not losing weight. It's when you lose the weight and then you put it back on and you develop that belief, that core belief that well, what's the point? You know, you get to the point where it's like, well, I don't, you can't even get yourself started, you know, because in the back of my mind, exactly that. What's the point of doing it? I mean, I'm not gonna, I'll get results and then I'm just gonna put the weight back on. And then, you know what I mean? It's all that hard work. And then it's all that discouragement and disappointment. So let's just skip that. So what you have to do to overcome that is you have to use a different method. You know, that's your subconscious mind being smarter than you because your subconscious mind says, I'm not going to fucking do it. It's like, it's, it's the same thing. <laughs> what do they say, right? The, um, the uh, definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting a different result, right? And so when it comes to weight loss, that, that's where you're at. You keep trying to diet to lose the weight. And again, just, just real quick, if you don't know me, if you haven't heard me say this before, um, it's a mindset thing, right? Because the mindset of a dieter on the outermost level is that I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. So you think of it as a temporary thing. You think I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. And you're all, it's all focused on losing weight. And so program yourself thins about weight mastery. So instead of losing weight, who gives a shit? Losing weight is a, is a temporary short-term phase. I mean, how long is it going to take you to lose the weight? A couple months, a couple years, and then, then you're done. Okay. So that's just a phase. You don't want to focus on the phase. You want to focus on the ultimate goal. And so weight mastery program yourself. Then we're focused on getting to your goal weight and living the rest of your life at your goal weight on near autopilot. That's the focus. That's the goal. And that goal is completely different. And it forces you to choose more sustainable, you know, methods that are going to last long-term because who gives a shit if you can starve yourself for a week and lose 10 pounds? Like who gives a shit? Why would you even feel? I don't understand that. And if you get excited about the idea of losing 10 pounds in a week, doing something unsustainable, you got to take a step back and check your head because <laughs> it's like that mindset is keeping you trapped, you know? So, so the alternative is to, here's just another thing. And again, the whole dieting mindset, that's your biggest challenge right now. If you're struggling with your weight, it, it's the biggest problem you have is your mindset. You think like a dieter and that dieter mindset has got you trapped. And you think like a dieter because you've seen millions of dieting ads in your life and the diets are owned by all the food companies. Okay, so the reason you're stuck is you're being duped by the food companies. You don't believe me, but Weight Watchers was owned by uh, Heinz. Um, Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Uh, the company owns Atkins Food Products, the same company owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon. The company owns SlimFast, the same company owns Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream. Do you think these companies would own diets and support them and push them out if it caused you to not eat their shitty foods? Legit, like really, if it worked? You know, I don't think they work at all. I think that diets are sneaky ways to keep you obsessed with food, to keep you trapped in a mindset that doesn't work. But you tell me, how long have you been trying to lose weight with a diet? How long? Decades? 
And never mind that it hasn't worked for you. Here's the even worse part of it. You know as little about how to lose weight now as you did before you started your first diet. You're 20, 30 years into the game and you fucking you have no idea what to do. You want to lose 50 pounds. You have no, you don't know how to lose five pounds. You don't know how to change your mindset. You don't know how to stick with anything. And that's why you get discouraged because you just keep trying to do the same thing. You know, the one tactic. Every diet's one tactic, is it not? Right? It's one tactic. Oh, don't eat for 16 hours. Don't eat carbs. Count your points. Just eat Mediterranean food. Don't eat fat. Don't eat meat. Just eat vegetables. <laughs> Just eat meat. <laughs> Whatever. It's always one thing. And it's like people look at their weight loss like it's a bank account, debits, credits. So it's simple. Your weight loss is like a stock market. It's a, it's a holistic thing. It's your mindset. It's your lifestyle. You know what I mean? It's your eating habits. It's the beliefs you have. You know, it's your, your habits, your patterns. There's a lot to it. I don't say it to overwhelm you. I say it to clarify it for you because you're a smart person who's like, what is wrong with me? How come I can't stick to the plan? Listen, it's not you. It's that you're following the biggest horseshit strategy ever and you don't realize it. And that's why I get on these. I do these lives free. I go, oh, shit, for free. Because again, for me, this is my mission. This is life or death to me. I, you know, I look at weight loss not as like, I want you to wear the bathing suit to the beach. I want you to live long. My dad died at 54 of a heart attack. So, so to me, weight is like, you know, it, it's life and death. You know, he was, he was obese. He lived on a healthy lifestyle. Greatest guy on the planet. Awesome guy, hard work, a good person, but he couldn't change his eating. And so I say that all the time. And so, you know, again, we're, we're conditioned constantly by the food companies, the ads, nonstop. I mean, billions and billions of dollars are spent every year to condition us to minimize the effect these foods are having on our lives. We almost like, almost expect to get type 2 diabetes now, you know? Almost expect we're going to be overweight. 75% of the population is overweight or obese in America. You know, so you have to understand how does that happen? Well, it happens because we eat too much. Okay, but how do we eat too much and how do we accept this? There's the mindset piece to it. And part of it's that dieting thing and part of it's all the food bullshit in our heads. They've got us hypnotized, literally hypnotized. And so, because why, why, how do you explain it? How do you explain the fact? How do you, you tell me, write this in the comments, I want to see. But how do you explain the fact that all you do is think about losing weight and food and, and cutting down calories and losing weight and it never happens for you? How is this possible? How do you explain it? How do you think about it all the time and never getting the results you want? And you ain't the only one, it, it's everyone, right? 75% of the population. How, how can this be? How can, and you don't even have a foothold in it. You know what I mean? Like, like you don't even have it. You're not even on a path that makes sense. You're just flummoxed. You, you don't even know. So how can that be? I mean, I have all sorts of explanations. <laughs> I ain't the smartest guy in the world. I've been doing this for 20 years professionally, 30 years personally, done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I'm obsessed with this shit. I had to come up with my own plan. I had to come up. I had to create Program Yourself then because I looked around and I said, well, what? No one's teaching this. Who's helping you lose weight, man? Who? Jillian Michaels yelling at you? That ain't work. <laughs> ain't gonna work for you. What's these stupid diets that you hate doing? That's how you're gonna live your life? Do, eating in a way you hate? It gets to the point where you can't even separate weight loss from dieting. I ask a thousand Americans how to lose weight. What are you gonna hear? Diet? What? You know it. Surgery and the medicine. Those are the three things you're gonna get. Is, there, is it possible that we've been kind of hypnotized to think about weight loss in these very limited ways? These limited dipshit ways? Because when you take a step, here's the point. Let me put it this way. When you have a friend or someone you know is like, yeah, Yo, you know, I'm going to go on a diet. Do, do you ever believe them? Do you believe for a second? Is there a cell of your being that believes it's going to work for them? Honestly, do you ever believe anyone when they say they're going to lose weight that it's going to work? Well, that's the same belief you got about yourself. And so every time you even attempt to lose weight, you're starting with this belief that it's not going to work anyways. So you're not alone, 999. You know what I mean? Like, that's the core thing. So how do you get out of that? Well, you got to stop fucking dieting. You, you can't keep walking the same path that you failed 500 times on and expect it's going to be different this time. It's crazy anyways. Why, why would you just magically be able some Monday, oh, I'm going to lose weight starting now? Why would, what, what is going to be different on that Monday that's, that's, what changes between right now and that Monday? What, what happens? You just magically turned into a different person? Magically? Like you've got no path to make that transition from where you're at now to being that person who is thin and healthy forever. You, you, you have no roadmap at all. You know, do you think about your mindset? Do you think about your lifestyle? Do you actually think about eating strategies? Never mind knowing what you should do. Do you have any strategy actually get yourself to consistently eat in a different way long term? Do you ever even think in those words? 
know what I mean? So it's like there's a lack of, it's not, a, I, I try to say this because, and I'm not picking on you, you understand that. I'm saying this because you, you, you internalize it and you start to think there's something wrong with you. You think, oh, it's me. I don't have willpower. I'm addicted to food. Uh, I'm, I'm, this, I'm lazy, whatever. And you, you take it on as some personal characteristic. And I'm telling you, it's, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with you following a, a horse shit strategy. It's a horrible strategy. This idea, I'm just going to tell you what to do and, and see you later. What? Where does that work? <laughs> what? It's just crazy. And so anyway, so, so I tell you stuff. So you, at, at the very, very least of it, you stop blaming yourself and you realize the problem isn't you because you're not going to change you. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like you are, you are. So you're not going to be like this magical person all of a sudden have a bunch of willpower. Like that's never going to happen. And so the strategy that's going to work for you is to follow a different path. Find a new way to master your weight because the way you've been doing is bullshit. And you have to understand, it, you can't keep getting tricked by the diets because the diets are always changing up. It's always something different. Uh, it's, oh, don't eat carbs. Oh, just eat carbs. Don't eat, don't eat. It's always some specific thing. But it, you can look at every diet and see, is it a diet that's going to work for me? If they're just telling you what to do and then just letting you go at it and you're just going to use your willpower to try and follow it, that's not going to work for you. If it hasn't worked now for, for years and years, it's not going to work for you in the future either. I'm just letting you know that. And so start with a new path. Man, the easiest path I mean to follow is, is I already laid it out for you. I've put 5,000, you know what I mean? I've spent so much money. I've focused on this. I've been obsessed with this for decades. You know what I mean? I've done over 5,000 private weight I've certified people in my private... So it's like, start my shit for free. Go to my bio, click that link and get your hypnosis session. You never done hypnosis or you done hypnosis? Well, either way, it's a session, the new thin me. It's a session to, to boost you up, kickstart your weight loss. Test it out. God damn it. Do something different, please. <laughs> then as soon as you get my hypnosis session, I bring you to a training, three steps to master your weight, a new paradigm of how to approach it. Oh, imagine a half hour of your time and you could have a brand new idea in your mind of how to master your weight. Because you just stuck. Aren't you? you know? uh, all right, I'm going to get these questions. I'm going to go quicker. Um, Dina says, how do I get through a plateau? Go Get halfway to goal and now I'm stuck. Um, yeah, well, when you get to a plateau, it's the perfect opportunity to practice maintenance. You know, which is really what you're all after anyways. You know, in program yourself, then we start with the maintenance. Because that's the goal, is to live at maintenance. See, what's happening is, with the diet, you're trading the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of the weight going down. And this is why people always put the weight back on because they finally, the weight stops going down and now they got no pleasure, no excitement, you know? So program yourself, then what's the excitement? The excitement is becoming the best version of yourself. So it's framed differently. And so here I am, I've been at the same weight for 30 years. So there's no excitement from losing weight. Where's my excitement come from? Where's my motivation come from? It comes from personal development focus. I love it each and every day. I'm, I'm always optimizing and learning and tweaking things and growing and evolving and becoming a better version of myself. That's the philosophy. 1% better today than I was yesterday. 1% better tomorrow than I was today. And that, that focus and motivation taps into intrinsic motivations we have to always keep improving and growing and evolving. So it's not just about losing weight. You have to understand that you can't just, I'm just gonna lose weight. You know, well, how's that gonna affect your relationships? How's it going to affect your mindset? How's it going to affect you emotionally to, to go on your weight loss bullshit path where you cut out all your favorite foods and you start stressing out and now you're not connecting with people because you can't hang out with them. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're looking at things in a vacuum. You're looking at weight in a vacuum and it's not. Your, your weight is, is, it's weaved all throughout your life. You know what I mean? So you need to have a holistic take on it if you have any chance of success. So yeah, when you get to a plateau, it's just, you, you know, what I would do when I, and I got into plateaus, when I get to a plateau and I was losing weight, I just kind of relax. I said, okay, now I'm going to focus on just chilling what I'm doing. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing for another couple weeks, another month, and then I'll see what happens. If I, maybe my body's just adjusting and then I'll just start losing again, or maybe I'll stay the same and then I'll tweak something and then I'll start losing. So I don't freak out. And again, that question, I'm not picking on you again, but it, it does reveal a focus and a fixation on just losing weight. And I that, that focus is always, it always fails you because you, you want to know, like, you may not believe this, but your subconscious mind's extremely literal. And so what most people are doing with the weight loss, like, I just want to lose weight. 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 Okay. Well, you lost the weight. What are you going to do now? And now it's just a vacuum. And you know what that vacuum's filled with? I hope I don't put the weight back on. Hope I don't put the weight back on. Hope I don't put the weight Because all you know, you got a dieter mindset is just focused on losing weight. And so when you all of a sudden have lost all the weight, 
it's a very weird place to live. You're not prepared for it. You're not prepared to live as a thin person. You have no idea how to think like a thin person. And so to get to your goal weight feels weird. I know that sound, it may sound strange to you. I don't know. I'm the one that's done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. And I always ask the client, I say, okay, everyone's lost weight before. Yeah, you lost the weight. Why'd you put it back on? It's so great. Why'd you put it back on? And the answer is always some version of, I didn't feel like myself. Yeah, exactly. You didn't feel like yourself because you're not prepared to, to be a thin person. You're prepared to lose weight. And then what? Think about it. I ask people this all the time. And what happens to you? You've lost weight before. What happened? Why'd you put it back on? That's a very interesting question to ask yourself and notice the answer that comes up. It's very, very informative. Um, you can play the piano on the first day, but to get better, you have to play it every day. Yeah, exactly. Of course. Of course. That makes sense. Good. Tell the negative voices in your head they have to be team you or they can't be on the team. I love that. And that's so much. I mean, that, that's program yourself in a nutshell is really how do you manage the voices in your head? Because you are your own best or worst hypnotist. You know, because you're up in your head talking to yourself all day long. And there's a very good chance that you have a very shitty hypnotist up in your head, right? A very negative, harsh, critical hypnotist. And what happens is you finally, okay, you, I'm going to start tomorrow. And you start off good. And then the second you make a little mistake, that voice is just on you, making you feel like shit, you know? So a big part of programming yourself then is really thinking differently, have, changing the thoughts in your head because they, they steer so much of your behaviors and your life. You know, so again, program yourself Then one aspect of it, you know, the program is delivered through the phone because why? Because the hardest part of change is remembering to keep changing, <laughs> you know? So it's like, I weave it through the phones. I know, you know, when you wake up in the morning, I know you're gonna look at your phone. And so you're gonna get a little message from me. You click on it and it brings you to a five minute hypnosis session. So you start every day for eight weeks. It's a different hypnosis session, a five minute session. You relax, you calm down and you get this positive stuff put in your head. Each one's got a core weight loss mantra in it. And you hear that and it changes your thing. That's it. You go about the rest of your day and you tend to start thinking differently and behaving differently, right? Because you have different thoughts going on in your head. And then there's a programming technique at night you use to do that. And there's a sleep gnosis session at night. There's a 10-minute session. You can listen at night to the count out or there's one that you just sleep. You listen to when you go to bed. Again, you're putting more good stuff in your head. Where are you putting good stuff in your head now? Where? You think about it. Like, like losing weight. Becoming a thin person, it, in a way, it's kind of like, like learning another language, right? You want to become fluent in thinking like a thin person. And so let's just go with that metaphor for a second. So if you want to learn a language, like how would you learn a language? Like would you just read books, read a dictionary, you know? Like how are you trying to think like a thin person? I know you're not even thinking of that goal. You think you just, you already know everything. You just got to get yourself to do it, right? But I would suggest you really need to become fluent in being a thin person. You need to learn to think like a thin person. And if you buy into that at all, how are you doing that? How would you do that? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I have my ideas. I think you have to hear a thin person talk to you and teach you. Just like if you want to become fluent in a language, if you listen to language tapes all the time, that's a good idea. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, dealing with the voices is important. When to stop after programming yourself thin and losing the weight? I finally did and still losing a bit. Um, when to stop after programming yourself thin and losing the weight? Uh, still losing a bit every month. Yeah, that's great. I I'm not sure exactly what you're asking, but I will say this, that one thing that I find fascinating is that when people think, of, like when you think about weight loss, you think in a very short term time frame, you know? So you think like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to cut, let's just, I don't know, I'm going to cut my calories down to 1800 calories, let's just say. And then you're like, you lose weight that week and then the next week you might lose some weight. But it's like, you don't have a sense of how long you would stick to it. Do you know what I mean? Okay, so let's just say you cut half your calories out. Let's just say magically, starting right now, you cut half your calories out. Well, that's one aspect to it. So you cut the calories down. The other side of that equation is how long you keep that reduction going for, right? Because who knows how long you're gonna be losing weight for? So you might be, I don't know. And now again, in program yourself then, I don't, I, don't I don't want you to cut half your calories down. I always suggest you go in the 20% ballpark. You know, um, whatever you normally eat, you cut down 20, 25% of those calories out. That, that's somewhere in the manageable place. Okay. Um, but what if you cut out 25% of your calories for the rest of your life? That's what no one ever thinks about. When does the weight loss stop? Well, you got no idea because you're, you're longest you're sticking with things is a couple weeks, couple months, maybe, you know, but there's all sorts of factors. There's epigenetic factors, there's microbiome factors. There's literally getting better at eating. You know what I mean? So, so that influences your, your weight. 
But when you start thinking long term, you really tap into a whole universe you never think about. You're just trapped in this, you know, I always say this, dieters think about weight loss in terms of days, weeks, and months. And program yourself dinners, we think about weight loss in terms of months, years, decades, and forever. You know, it's a longer term time frame, which makes it easier. We don't have to do everything all at once. Notice that with your weight loss, right? You start on day one way overcorrecting, right? You go from you're exhausted, you're tired, you're overweight, you eat like shit, you feel like shit. And now you start day one, uh, like cutting 50% of your calories out, completely changing what you eat. And what does that do? It overwhelms you cognitively, emotionally, physically, and you can stick with it for a couple days and then you can't do it anymore. And you say, oh, God damn it, what's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with you. It's a fucking stupid strategy. It's like, I'm going to play the piano. I'm going to learn it this week and I'll play it eight hours a day. Do, 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 do. Okay, great. The second day, I'm like, mm, how am I going to play? I can't move my hands. Right? Metaphorically, that's what you're doing with the weight loss. It's, it's the dumbest strategy ever. And, and I, I'm not trying to be rude. I'm trying to make a point because you're, we're all, I am, I'm, I'm trapped. I, I've conditioned myself out of it, but you're all hypnotized literally by the diets to think like a dieter, you know, and you've got to snap out of that. Jesus Christ. I mean, how many, how long can you do it, man? And I know it, you can do it 80 years. I, I have, I've had clients seven years old, 80 years old. They've been doing it for 70, 60, 70, 80 years. So you can do it forever, but it's like, if you get nothing else on this, snap out of that diet trance. It makes no sense. If you think it does, let's let's debate. <laughs> let's debate if dieting makes any sense. You know, it, it's so it's so dumb. But again, we always learn through contrast. So I'm not going to tell you dieting is dumb. I give you another way to think about it. That that's what I'm attempting to do here with all the videos I make, the podcast, the audios, everything I'm doing. I'm trying to to wake you up with it, just to put you on another path. Whether you use the path I lay out for you. Um, or not, I don't care, but just get off the dieting path. It doesn't work, you know, which isn't to say you can't take some of the ideas from diets. I take stuff from all the diets, you know, keto. I, I find there's good things in that intermittent fasting, all of it. It's got good parts to it. You know, um, I take the parts that work for me. I discard the rest. I'm always creating my own path, but you know, you got to stop with the diets. It's a path of misery. Um, I think it's too much pressure. You're absolutely right. Wise words. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I do realize that binge eat a lot and I've decided to observe what triggers it when I feel that I would cope with my feelings by eating. Thanks a lot. That's awesome. 999. Great. Great. That's exactly the right approach is to stop, stop, stop trying to stop your, um, we'll check out your hypnosis program. Where can I find? Yeah. The hypnosis program. Just go, go get in my world guys. It's, um, Go to, go to my bio and click that link and get that hypnosis session. And then, I, like I said, I give you the training, three steps to master your weight. And then I email you every day. I just give you free trainings and support and coaching. It's a program. I used to charge for that program. I just give it to you. You know, yes, I do have a coaching program that you can invest in. Okay. So that's there, that's there too, where I literally work with you to coach you, <laughs> which imagine that. Imagine someone actually supporting you. Not just telling you what to do, but to like helping you think differently, feel different, behave different, set up different habits. You know, so it's not even just the program. I literally work with you twice a week. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we have live coaching calls. You know, so I offer that. But if you don't want to do that, then I, I still help you for free. Again, I'm, I'm here for you. I really am. This is a mission for me. So um, I, I want to help all of you in whatever way I can. You know, thanks. That makes sense. Good. I'm glad. I stopped doing what I needed to do. Yeah, okay, but but so why did you stop? That, that's the, that's a question. I mean, we don't want to ask too many why questions. We, we, we want to get focused on how we can get ourselves to do what we want to do. Um, but usually why we stop doing what we needed to do is because it's, it's too much and we hate it, you know? I always say that's a core problem with diets. This, this concept, again, when you take a step back from it and look at it from a different angle, the diets, it's such a fucking stupid, it's, it's dumb, you know? This idea that, let's say I never met you, you never met me, and I'm like, okay, this is how you're going to eat from now on. What? Wait, I mean, would you let me tell you what movies to watch, what music to listen to, what clothes to wear? You're just going to let me tell you, like, this main part of your life, what to do? I mean, what? You're a human being. You know you know how important autonomy is, the freedom to do what you want to do? You know how important that is in a human brain? And you think, oh, I'm just, just going to follow someone's plan that you hate on top of it? You know? It's so stupid. So what you've got to do, again, is you have to take it upon yourself. Again, and program yourself then... There's the eating blueprints. So I give you a general structure that I suggest, um, but you customize it to yourself. I don't tell you what to eat. Why would I? I mean, you know, you know, you got to reduce the calories and there's ways to do that. Okay. 
Um, but then you have to figure it out for yourself. Say, oh, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to figure that out. Okay, well then, fuck you. You're never going to get the results you want then. You can't just, no one's just going to tell you what to do. Like, you got to stop being lazy. You've got to invest in this and you don't. And it's, I, it's not your fault. That's the part that bums me out. You know, it's like you're, you're so conditioned with the food companies and the diets to think in a way that doesn't get you results. And so one of those ways is that you're always chasing shortcuts. You're always, you're obsessed and fixated on chasing shortcuts instead of just doing the work and just resolving this once and for all, you know? And that mindset shift is, is the first one you need to make. You need to invest in yourself, you know? It's like, Jesus Christ, I was looking, like my program, like right now, this is so crazy to me, right? Because it's like, to work with me one-on-one -on -one is $25,000, right? And it's like, I know that's a lot for a lot of people. I get that. It's, it's for people that have a lot of money and they, they invest at a high level. Um, but to work with me in my program and to work directly with me, it's a thousand dollars. Like, oh my God, a thousand dollars to lose weight. First of all, it's not a weight loss program. It's a, pro a program, the personal development program. But then I think to myself, I'm like, what is a thousand dollars? I've spent well over 20 grand on, on just my, my weight and my health mastery. And it's the best money I've ever invested, you know, cause I, now I sit here 30 years at the same weight. But what's better than that is I can, I look for the next hundred years I love living this way. Like every day is fun to me, you know? And it's like, I have a structure that I enjoy. It's built for me. Um, it's built into it. Like I keep growing and evolving into a better version of myself. So I'm just, I'm, I'm so excited to say, well, where am I at 10 years from now, 20 years from now? Like, it's exciting to me. I'm on a path. Like it's really fun. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> you know? And I feel like people don't even have any sense of this. And so it's like, I don't know. I mean, you look and it's like, that's just another thing, you know, you've been conditioned to undervalue your health. I mean, think about the money you'll spend more, you'll spend in your life, you're going to spend 10, 20 times that on your phone, just your phone. You know what I mean? You're going to get to the end of your life and you're going to look back and you're like, what did you invest in your health and your happiness? And you're going to be like, um, what, what did you invest? Well, you did some Weight Watchers a couple times, a couple, 10 bucks. Joined some gyms a few times, a couple hundred bucks maybe. Bought some exercise bullshit, a couple hundred bucks. You look back and say, what the fuck? You know, you spent 20 grand on phones <laughs> and 100 bucks on, on your, your health and your happiness, you know? And it just goes to show that, like, and I, again, and I, I understand it's financial concern. I understand that, okay? Um, but I am saying just in general, people undervalue their health. And it's a systemic thing. I, again, I... I I know I talk about this all the time. I, I got to do this. It's one of those things I got to do. Um, the obesity conspiracy, it's really three components. It's the food companies, which are the cigarette companies, by the way. Okay. So the food that you love so much that you, you're so love and, and, and committed to is all bullshit. It's all made by the cigarette companies. Do you love the cigarette companies? Because that's the food you're eating. What, what, Jim? Yeah. Nabisco and RJ Reynolds are fucking merged. They're the literal same company now. They literally merged. Nabisco and RJ, RJ Reynolds. The parent company of Kraft is Philip Morris. So you're literally, you know what I mean? Like in the 70s, they divested from cigarettes because the writing was on the wall, the lung cancer stuff, and they went into food. They used the same bullshit to make the most addictive products possible and to market them as aggressively as they could. And here we are. You know, you wonder why you can't stop eating. So, so the food companies are the first part of the problem. They're, and think about all the ads you're seeing constantly. They're constantly influencing you and conditioning you. And then there's the diets, as we talked about. They're all owned by the food companies. So that shitty, they're, they're sh wolves in sheep's clothing. You know, you think these diets are there to help you, and they're not. They're there to keep you stuck. And so um, that's why you're lost. And then there's the medical establishment. Now, I like the medical establishment. It's great, but let's be honest. It's a system that's built on treating the symptom. They ain't trying to find the cure. They'd rather give you the medicine to deal with your type 2 diabetes than show you how to avoid type 2 diabetes. That's why you go to the doctor, 70 pounds overweight, and the doctor says, yeah, you should probably lose some weight. Well, thanks, doc. You got anything else for me? <laughs> Chris, you're a doctor. Can you, can you give me any more guidance that I should lose some weight? No shit. I knew that when I walked in here. <laughs> no, anyone, I ain't a doctor. I mean, doctors are smart. The medical is, there's smart people in there. I, why aren't they giving us better solutions? I, I don't know. It's not my job, but I'm sitting out here with one man <laughs> trying to figure it out and help people, you know? And it's like, I find it frustrating, you know? Because to me, again, I look at my dad and I'm like, Jesus, you know? I think about this stuff, like, when I think, why do I do this for free? 
right? Why, why do I do this stuff? The, the podcast, the videos, all this stuff. Why do I do this for free? Why do I do, send emails out every day to you? Do all that. Because in my mind, again, I don't give a shit if you wear a bathing suit to the beach. I want you to do It's fun. Okay, fine. It's great. Great. Okay. But, but I'm thinking, I'm like, I don't want you to die and leave your kids. Because that's what I think, right? I, I think back to when I was nine years old and my father died. My brother's six years old. And it's like, what? And I'll tell you the worst part of it. I love my dad so much. I mean, he was, he was a hero from, the, I just loved him. And he was a great, great, great guy. And the worst part of how he died is that I was so angry at him. I hated him for a long time because I felt like I blamed him. And so I think that's why I do this because in my mind, I'm like, I think to myself, I'm like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like you're thinking about this. I'm like, oh, I want a bathing suit. I want to wear, I want to wear that, that skinny jeans. And it's like, I'm sitting here thinking about, I want you to fucking be alive for your kids. I want you to be alive for your partner and the people that are important to you in your life. Because what are we talking about here? Do you know what I mean? Like, this is why I get fucking angry. Because it's like, you know what I mean? Like, you've been conditioned to minimize what's going on here. Type 2 diabetes isn't just like something you go, oh, I just do the medicine. The medicine what? That might give you thyroid cancer and tumors? Like, what, what are we doing? This is serious shit. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're, people are rotting their, their insides away on the inside by all the shit they're putting in their bodies. And they're dying earlier than they need to, right? The, the Framingham Heart Study did a thing and they show overweight women lose an average of three, three and a half years of their lives. Obese women lose a little over seven years of their lives. Seven years. And then the, the worst part, is, I'll tell people this, oh, those are the worst years, Jim. Are you fucking crazy? The worst years? Do you know anyone older? Again, if you don't have some horrible disease, no one older wants to just lose seven years of their lives. Yeah. I tell you this now, you're going to get to the end of your life and you're going to look back and say, what the fuck? Why didn't I do better than this? I saw a great thing. Peter Atria, if I'm saying his name right, um, he's a longevity guy, but he made a video and he's like, he's like, I wish I could get away. I wish there was a powerful way to get people to show them the last 10 years of their lives. You know, because that last 10 years is a reflection of the previous years. You know, and so not to bum you out, not to bring you down, but it's like, this is what we're talking about. I find it like, like, again, just to minimizing the value of your, your weight and your health, people spend more, 10 times more on their health insurance than they do on their health. We live in a bizarro black is white world. I mean, do we not know that? <laughs> and why? Because there's a lot of money being made off of you being overweight, unhealthy, and unhappy. Tons of money. So to be honest, it seems like the whole economy is built on that right? All the food, all the medicines, all the diets. I mean, that's a, that's a trillion dollar industry combined. You know what I mean? That's a, it's a chunk. That's a huge chunk of the economy. You know, you're just, your lamb being led to the slaughter. I don't, I don't know. I'm getting, getting off track. I, I, I want to be positive. You know what I mean? Like I want to be on, on the supportive positive side. So I don't mean to be a bummer here. Um, but I do think sometimes it's necessary to reframe what the fuck's going on. You know, it's like, we're at a point, I always say this, that with, with the foods that we're surrounded by, we're at a point, like it's like the 60s, 50s, 60s with cigarettes, where there was rumblings of like, hey, maybe these cigarettes aren't too good for us, you know? Because you pop me in a time machine and send me back 100 years ago and go up to a smoker and say, hey, oh, don't do that. It's really bad for your health. You're going to get lung cancer. They're going to look at me like I'm crazy, right? They used to have commercials for cigarettes, the doctors in it. This is the healthiest cigarette. You know, so they were conditioned to minimize the impact of the smoking. Do you not remember this, folks? How old? Are you? I'm, I'm not that old. <laughs> I'm almost 50. Do you not remember the transformation we all went through with think about how we thought about cigarettes? We minimized the damage of them in our minds. We, we didn't think they were that bad. And then now we're like, holy shit, you get cancer. And now they're worse and worse. They're always releasing more and more how bad they are. Not even just the cancer. The effects it has on your system is horrible. That comes out. Well, listen, we're in the same spot now with the food. This shit you're putting in your body all the time is just like the cigarettes. And in another 10, 20 years, they're going to come out with all these studies and it's going to be 10, 20 years later. It's up to you to start realizing that now. It's food cigarettes. It's just as fucking dangerous, you know? Never mind just your weight and how you look. Think about the insides of your body. Think about the inflammation you're creating. Think about the system, systemic imbalances. Think about just the flour and the sugar. You're spiking your glucose levels, which is inflammatory to the system. It's unnatural to spike your glucose levels that high. You can't do that in nature. How would you do that? Maybe if you found a, a beehive and some honey, that's literally it. 
okay? And so when you spike your blood sugar that high, then your body's like, oh shit, you got to release insulin to get it out of there. It's toxic. And now you way overshoot the insulin your body's not good at it. Guess what? The insulin's toxic at a high level, inflammatory. And so now it crashes your glucose levels. And now guess what? You're, you're lethargic and hungry. Do it all over again. You might be doing that five, six, seven times a day. You know, and it's like it's creating all this systemic inflammation and all these systemic issues. You wonder why you're tired. You wonder why you feel like shit. You wonder why you feel depressed. You wonder why you can't think clear. I mean, again, I'm not I'm here to bum you out. I'll let it go. But, but what I'm trying to say is that it, it's, there's a lot at stake here, you know, and, and you're conditioned to minimize it. So anyways, um, good, good, good. It may be the worst years of your life, as some people say, but why make them harder? Yeah, I agree. And do they have to be the worst years, you know? I guess physically, you know, I guess technically in a way they, they kind of are, but um, I don't know. I think it's how you go about it. Denise says, my, da- my la- dad's last words for me were to be sure and promise to take care of myself. Wake up moment for me. Yeah. Yeah, Joyce says, look at all the old movies where people are smoking. They glamorized it. Yeah, exactly. That's what they're doing with the food. They're always glamorizing the food. Do you understand? Every food commercial you see is a hypnosis session. They're, they're influencing your subconscious mind to associate these shitty toxic foods with being youthful and having fun and entertainment and living life and, you know, enjoying yourself and all this shit. But it's all bullshit. It's the same thing they did with cigarettes. You, you got, I don't know. I mean, do what you want. You heard it here though, at least, you know, at least now I, I feel like I did my job. You know, I got the message out to at least uh, one more group of people, you know, cause that's what it is. And, and you'll start hearing it more and more and more. You'll start catching up to it. The fact that you're hearing this is going to tune your internal kind of antenna to hear more of this message. That's why I do this. Okay. Cause my life transformed the crazy part to me, right? So I was nine years old. My dad died of a heart attack. I knew, I knew the weight and the lifestyle were part of it, even at nine years old. And I remember saying to myself, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going on that path. Ten years later, I was 50 pounds overweight. I was binge drinking, eating shit. I was depressed. So the desire to not want to go on that path meant shit. I was going down it. And it really was just a miracle. You know, I took a semester out from college in a month. I mean, this was just the universe, you know, smiling on me. And it said, you know, here's hypnosis. Literally, one month I got exposed to hypnosis, Tony Robbins, neurolinguistic programming, yoga, martial arts, guitar, meditation. I'm not even kidding. All this stuff just showed up in my life. Now, I will say, I grabbed onto it with both hands. There's a, a, a little hint for you. <laughs> when you get an opportunity to make a dramatic change in your life, you've got to grab onto it. I didn't just get exposed to it and say, oh, that's cool. And, and all the transformation happened. I grabbed onto it and I studied it and I got obsessed with it. And it transformed my life, you know? And here I am 30 years later, um, you know, not only at my goal weight, but living a life that I love living and I feel comfortable with and I feel excited about the future. I don't anticipate my last 10 years being the worst years of my life, you know? Now, I know physically there'll be some, some challenges, you know, compared to where I'm at now. I get that. But my mindset is set up so that I'm always growing, always evolving, always tweaking. You know, I'm set up for that, you know? So I say that to you because you have more choice than you realize. And I guess that's kind of my big message. And I want to keep it hopeful and, and you know, positive <laughs> is that uh, you can change this stuff. You know, you can influence it, but you've got to do it differently. You've got to do something different. You can't, again, expect that uh, you can't expect that you're just going to change. You know what I mean? You've got to do something different to make that happen, you know? Yeah, yeah. Becky says, yeah. And then they come out with vaping even more dangerous. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, what I'm saying is this, right? Think about this. When you think about, like, the cigarette companies, when you think about, like, drug dealers or the drug companies, maybe, you know, depending where you're at with that, um, notice the feeling you have, right? It's one of skepticism, anger, frustration, being pissed off at them, right? For doing something that's, you know, putting something out in the world that's really dangerous and bad. But then notice how you feel about the food companies and notice that warm feeling you get. Right. Because it's like you, you've you internally you like them. Right. You're like, oh, my Oreos or my ice creams or my, whatever it is. You don't realize all the bullshit they're doing to get you addicted and fuck your health. You, you know what I mean? It's literally the cigarette companies. You know, like just to, you don't realize this. I didn't realize this. I just I read books and, and learn this stuff. I would never have imagined this. But it's like I made a video of this, but it's like, you know, you assume like these foods you eat, you just in your mind, you intuitively think like a bunch of chefs slaving away in the kitchen, working on the best recipes. And um then it's like, it's not, you know what I mean? It's chemists in a lab. You know, like the company Unilever that makes Ben and Jerry's ice cream, you know how they come up with flavors? You would never imagine this in a million years. They 
put people on an fMRI machine, so they scan their brains like in real time, and they drip different ice cream solutions onto their tongue to see which one lights up the pleasure centers of the brain the most. Do you see what you're up against? Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's weird because they're literally like, they're not even hiding it. They're literally trying to make the most addictive product possible. And everyone's like, ah, cool. I love eating. It's weird. It's a weird thing, but I don't know. All I can do is let you know, you know what I mean? Like I I feel like I'm doing my job. Um, Are you selling balance? What's that mean? What's balance? A balanced lifestyle? (laughs) Maybe. Is balance like a product or something? I don't know what that is. So the answer is no. Anyways, a balanced lifestyle, I am. Balanced eating, I guess I'm selling that. But if, if it balances a product, I'm not selling that. Joyce says, I feel the exact same way, and it's really, really hard not to get all fired up. So I totally get you. <laughs> Thanks, Joyce. I know. I start getting like all, I try to calm it down. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you guys are just scrolling through TikTok, and here I am talking about, <laughs> you know, all this negative shit. Um, so I don't mean to do that. I, I, I want you to, I want you to be, I want you to be happy with your body. I want you to feel alive and thriving and just kicking ass. That's what I want for you. Um, but you know, sometimes to get to that point, you gotta like, again, well, in program yourself, then the mindset piece, there's six categories. And the first thing you do is the motivation piece and, um, motivation really, I call it the motivation matrix. Level one is how to use pain and pleasure. Level two is intrinsic, extrinsic motivation, but using pain and pleasure and, you know, strategically is a big part of being able to motivate yourself, um, effectively, you know? So anyways, uh, all right, I gotta get out of here, but if you want to go deeper in my world, go to my bio, click that link, get that hypnosis session. And, um, once you get that, again, you get that, that presentation, three steps to master your weight. I I'd suggest you watch it. Um, at the end of that, I talk about my program. If you're interested in hearing about that, um, where you can work with me. Um, Hey Denise. Yeah, great. I'm, I appreciate that. I'm glad you, glad you're enjoying it. Uh, and yeah, if uh, you can always catch me on TikTok, I got new videos coming out. Uh, the podcast is on all the major podcast things. Program yourself then. And I have a YouTube channel, Jim Katsoulis, where I have a bunch of different stuff. So, all right, everyone, have a super day, and we'll talk soon. Bye.